It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ every weekday morning from our studio on the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. So Paul exhorts us in Philippians 4.4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And then I think in case we missed it the first time, he says, Again, I will say, Rejoice. Uh, Eric, this week we've been talking about your sermon from Sunday uh, as the sons of Issachar and talking about the importance of knowing the times in which we live. This particular episode, we've been walking through strategies all week. This particular episode is called the strategy of rambunctiousness, (laughs) which that is a massive word. Uh, could Could you explain what that word is and why are we talking about... Being rambunctious. Yeah, as a strategy. Well, part of it's Eric Humor. uh, And I have a few people on our team that always edit out Eric Humor because it can be a little zany at times. And Leslie didn't get a chance to to review my title here. And we're just, we're pushing it forward. Regardless of anybody who tries to edit it out, we are official. I love words. And so I really like the word rambunctious. Uh, It's it's actually not usually a positive definition. So it's like the little kid that's wild and, you know, uncontrolled. And so it actually means by definition, uncontrollable exuberance. So it's like the child that's on sugar, you know, the sugar high going, going crazy. And so, so I was, I was thinking, cause I, I wanted an R cause it was a strategy of, uh, what was it? Relinquishment on Monday, strategy of recalibration, strategy of repentance, strategy of remembrance. And then it's like, okay. And it's obvious what I should choose. I should choose a strategy of rejoicing, right? But I do not like being that predictable. And so as a result, it's the strategy of rambunctiousness. But I I should have said the strategy of spiritual rambunctiousness. (laughs) (laughs) In other words, the devil cannot control our exuberance. He cannot control our faith. He cannot control our love. He wants to try and contain it, but we are uncontrollable to him. And so that's where you get this rambunctiousness. We are childlike in that exuberance that we have. We are childlike in our faith. And that's actually a strategy, even though it sounds like a funny word. I like it. And I think it's pretty cool. But we are supposed to behave a certain way as Christians. And it's actually part of our military maneuver against the enemy. Childlike faith, childlike exuberance, childlike trust, childlike rejoicing is an unstoppable force that the enemy has no defense against. It's like the sword that swings and it chops through the enemy's sword as if it were butter. You see, he cannot parry this movement of childlike faith. It is just such a robust power. Could you explain why that is so important in the days in which we live? In other words, okay, it is a strategy and we do need to live this, not just because the word commands us to, but it it is a very purposeful strategy for the days in which we live. But why? Why is that so important? Oh, yeah. Well, there's such a downward pressing today. One of the things I've oftentimes said when I'm describing, there's there's downward pushes and there's upward pushes. The downward pushes come from the devil. The devil wants to drive us into the dirt. So depression, uh, oppression, uh, even the word dour, it just feels like you're going down, right? Whereas rejoicing, leaping for joy, they're all upward movements. When the Spirit of God is moving in us, He always leads us to rejoice, to give thanks, to be grateful. It's very interesting. And so tactically speaking, in a world like we have right now, like for instance, if you're a conservative, you know, you and I both lean conservative, and I'm not trying to talk politics. I'm just saying spiritually, we're not the liberal church. We're more of the conservative church. We believe the Bible. We believe what it says. And, you know, so say socially, we're more conservative as well, right? If you're a social conservative, (laughs) 
you have nothing to rejoice in these days. There's just zero good news that has come out in at least, what would you say, seven months? You know, we haven't heard anything that was even positive. We had a glimpse like, oh, that, that could go positive, and then <laughs> it just crashes. And so if you are measuring your attitude based on events, based on pieces of good news, you would be in the dumps. We do not define, our soul is not defined or controlled by the system of the world, by the prince of the power of the air, by the news networks and what they are saying. That has nothing to do with what gauges our soul and our inner life. The climate of our soul is temperature controlled by heaven. And so whatever heaven's climate is, that's our climate. Whatever heaven's attitude is, that's our attitude. So if the one enthroned in heaven is laughing, that's what our attitude is. And that's the key is we cannot actually give way to the the earthen mentality around us. It's easy to do, but we can't do it. And we are actually commissioned not to. And we're given grace to actually rise above it as an eagle above a storm. There's still a storm, but the eagle is above it. And as a result, we are given the same strength like eagle's wings to rise above the oppressions of our day, the bad news of our day to actually rejoice it, but God's in control. But he has the enemy right where he wants them. And as a result, we are the happy people on earth. Amen. I want to read this passage and I alluded to it earlier, but I love what Paul continues on. So he starts in Philippians 4, 4 saying, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And then he says in verse six, and I, I just find this when I was studying this so convicting, he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with gratitude or thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And he's setting up this incredible contrast that in Nothing I have anxiety in everything I have Thanksgiving. Amen. That I and I love that statement you just made that that I have a climate controlled spiritual life. Yeah. That regardless of what may be coming against me, regardless of culture, uh, regardless of economy or finances or family chaos or, or whatever it is that we may be dealing with in our personal lives, in our culture, in the church, it's interesting. Nothing should cause us to be. Uh, swayed toward anxiety yeah. and worry and fear yeah. and depression. Everything should be causing us to turn our gaze upon the Lord. Yeah. Or sometimes I, I'll put it like everything's putting pressure on us. If the pressure gets between me and Jesus, it's going to pull us apart. But if me and Jesus are so tight and the pressure comes, it's going to force us to get closer and closer and closer. And so it's just an interesting thought of what would it look like if we had this overwhelming uncontrollable love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control in the world in which we live. That is so desperately Amen. needed in this hour. Could you give that illustration? We were talking about a great picture of this is Corey Timboom. Yeah. And How both, do you, what do you think about Corey Timboom? I, I don't want to talk about it because I'll get myself in trouble. I love, <laughs> I so love Corey Timboom. I just, I, I just, every time I see a picture of her, I just want to hug her. I just, I just, I, I have a deep love and affection. I cannot wait till heaven so that Corey and I can just hang out. I'm just, I'm beyond excited. She is a snuggle buddy at uh, snuggle buddy at because I have snuggle buddies, uh, which are the dead guys. And then the, I have the one lady, which is Corey Timboom, which is off topic and incredibly awkward to talk to. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Corey Timboom is such a great picture yeah. of this, of just this whole episode. She was. 
I mean, that that spiritual rambunctiousness that she, the enemy, the circumstances around her, she was so resilient against them. What's so funny? I just really, I think one of the reasons we like her, she's just so honest too. If she had a bad attitude, she'll just let you know she had a bad attitude. But she was uh, not governed by the enemy, not governed by the circumstances around her. She went through extremely difficult things, and so in the forward to her book, uh, Tramp for the Lord. There's a, tra- a, a, a tramp, <laughs> poor guy. There's a pastor named Jamie Buckingham that uh, wrote the the foreword, and it's always stood out to me. It's one of my actually my favorite parts of the book because it's him referencing the reason why Corey Ten Boom's ministry has always has changed the world. Why has this simple, you know, uh, lady from Holland, the elder lady, it's like, why would she impact the world so much? Why has she impacted us so much? And he gives the reasons. And before he gives the the real clear, the clear reason why, he gives a couple stories. And he says, you know, she was uh, in town visiting, speaking, and he was hosting her. And so uh, Corey's assistant, you know, I think called ahead or something like that and said, Tanta Corey is so exhausted just after this international trip. She is really tired. Could you have a bed ready so that she can just come straight in and go to sleep? And everyone's caring for her. You know, she's in her 80s and she's still going strong, but she's extra tired. I mean, anyone in their 80s would be able to say, hey, I know what she's dealing with. In my 50s, I know what she's dealing with. And uh, so she comes in and they're like trying to take care of her. They get her in the room and make sure, close the door real, you know, silently. They come into the kitchen and they're getting out some food. It's like, hey, let's get some food. You know, you guys haven't eaten for a while. And then about 10 minutes later, uh, Corey walks into the kitchen and they're like, oh no, is everything okay? She goes, oh yes. Uh, And, but you were only, I thought you were going to take a nap. Yeah, I did. I did. But that was like 10 minutes. Well, 10 minutes when it's, when it's sleep given by God is so sweet. And it's like an 80-year-old woman, not ever thinking about herself, but just like, oh, I have enough. I have enough. God is so good. He gave me 10 minutes of wonderful sleep. <laughs> and then the next time he encounters her, there, and I don't remember how the situation worked, but her assistant like calls him, hey, come quickly. Uh, Corey's having a heart attack. And so she's, I think, late 80s. So, you know, in other words, it's a very delicate time. She's traveling the world. She's just going all out. She stays, you know, gets up early, stays up late, sharing Jesus, praying for people. And now she's having a heart attack. Oh, no. And so Jamie shows up at her side and she speaks to everyone around. She's like, I just want you guys all to know I was talking with God and he has made it clear that I still have an assignment. He still has work for me to do. So I'm not going to die from this. Okay. You just don't stress about it. I'm not going to die from this. So could you call someone uh, to come pray for me? So I think the intimation was someone that believes in healing so we can just get on with this. <laughs> and so they invite in a pastor. The man lays hands on her and prays. And the next day, she is speaking to a thousand people and doesn't even mention that she just had a heart attack the day before. She and so what Jamie Bunkingham does in this forward is just says that if you could bottle it, what is it? It's childlike faith. She has such a simple trust that God cares for her. She doesn't need to care for herself. God cares for her. And that's this endearing quality. Her childlike trust is an endearing quality to all of us looking on. But it's also this spiritual rambunctiousness. It's this. It's this thing that can't be controlled by the devil. Childlikeness just believes. It trusts. It doesn't overthink. It doesn't start to say, well, but are you sure God can do that? Corey Tenman would just say, of course. Don't you know your God? Don't you know that he can take care of you? He's taken care of me for all these 90 years, and he will not stop taking care of me now. 
And all, all of us, you know, us young bucks are looking back going, I want what that <laughs> older woman has. Amen. Amen. So That's so beautiful. And it's, I think it's important to recognize, too, that when we're talking about being childlike, it's not being childish. That's it's right. not being behavioral, like in our behavior, acting like a child. Mm-hmm. So it's not being a demotion of behavior, yeah. but it's, it is a highlighting of trust and of joy and delight. And in this, it's a faith yeah. that holds tight to yeah. a good father and just yeah. says, I, I know who my dad is yeah. and I'm willing to trust him. Do you have a practical, just maybe in closing, a practical step of like, how, how can someone who's listening begin to take a step forward in this rambunctiousness that we are called to live <laughs> in the days in which we live? Because it is, it is we live in hard times. It's yeah. Things are getting murky. Things seem to be getting dark. Things are melting yeah. down around us. And it's, it would be really easy to fall into despair and worry and, yeah. and just you know, fall into fetal position and start crying. So as a Christian, then what is like one step we can do in, in these days to almost uh, begin to exercise this spiritual rambunctiousness? I, I remember a statement that was said about George Mueller that the older he got, he was in his nineties, that he actually, the more childlike he became in his faith, not in his behavior, like you were saying, but in his faith. And which affects behavior, but that behavior is extreme maturity in the Christian life. And the same was true for Corey Tinboom. And I, what I would say is, this is what we need to crave. A child, remember the days when you had Christmas morning and you were a child, and there's a magic to it. There's a quality, there's a shimmer, there's a laughter, there's a depth. And then as you get a little older, uh, it, it still can be wonderful. Christmas, I think for most of us that have enjoyed it throughout our life with family, it's just such a delight, but it it doesn't have the same winsome warmth it had when you were a child. And the scriptures can easily become the same, where everything's new. The joy of salvation is like, oh, isn't God great? And we want to tell everyone about it. There's a childlike warmth and winsomeness to it. And if you're lacking that in your walk with God, you need to just freshly go after it and recognize that God, his intent is to maintain that like a fire in your soul. That childlikeness is never supposed to depart. In fact, you're supposed to grow in that. There was a statement from a missionary in Israel uh, that I've never forgotten. And she was sort of giving one of her secrets of why she has maintained such strength over the years. And it was, well, when I approach the scriptures, I approach it as a child would. I don't approach it just as a, a reasoning, you know, brilliant adults, you know, that says, oh, well, you know, I don't know how God would do that. I approach it as a child. So if God says that, my question is always, how would a child interpret that? A child would say, well, if God said it, he can do it. And so she said, and that's what I do. I just say, if a child would think God could do it, then I'm going to think that God could do it. I want to behave in that manner towards my God, where I have an implicit trust that if he says it, he will do it. If he said it, he means it. Therefore, I want to build my life around it. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is streamed daily, Monday through Friday, from our studio in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekend church service is delivered live and streamed at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Join us at live.ellersley.com. Note that our live weekday in-person version of Daily Thunder is scheduled to resume this upcoming June in conjunction with our training season. Learn more at ellersley.com. Thanks for listening. Thank <laughs> you.